Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, we made it back just in the nick of time. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate you joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning. A little bit chillier, but not as chilly as yesterday. The Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors comes to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and we are always live, and we definitely are unrehearsed. You can call with your questions or comments at 799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. I should really check it, too. And, you know, one of the easy ways, uh, if you, you know, learn a little bit about the show and us that are on the show if you go to ceoguys.com and you go on sponsors, you click on that icon, it, it has the business cards of all our sponsors, and Midwestern Shooter Supplies is on there too. So you can just click on them and go right to your website. Oh. You can go to anybody's website you know that support us on the show here. So uh, didn't you know that? Actually, I didn't. No, yeah, it's on there. A lot of people, they just uh, click right on there. They, it takes you right to it, yeah. So, And same thing if you go on the Smokey's, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop website. Mm-hmm. It's on there, too, you know. So, anyway. So, okay. What else do you want to tell us about well, Fall Fest? Or probably should we talk the bi- fishing? <laughs> probably the biggest thing we got going, to is uh, Benelli. Uh, Benelli Shotguns uh, partnered up with... Uh, Carlson choke tubes, and they partnered up with um, heavy metal, big duck hunting load. Yeah, usually a little expensive load, but they always have some heavy steel. If you buy a new Benelli shotgun, Super Black Eagle three, you're going to get a two hundred dollar cooler. Uh, it's got it's, it, it's got uh, Benelli's name on it, and heavy metal, and our names on it. You get a free shot, uh, free cooler. You're going to get two free boxes of shells. You're going to get five percent off on the gun. It's about a four hundred dollar off value. Wow! So that's pretty cool. But but there's only fifty of them. Oh, okay. So, so. and what's really cool now on on a lot of these uh, firearms, the long guns, you can you can try them out there. Right, right. all the shotguns you'll all be able to shoot. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't. And I can't say all of no, them, no, but but, a lot but of the them. reps will be there. Browning, Caesar, Greeny, uh, Beretta, 
Everybody's going to be out there shooting guns. The handgun's the same thing in the pistol range. Smith & Wesson's going to be there. Uh, Springfield, everybody's going to be in the range shooting. And usually we give you three three free shells. Mm-hmm. And then after that, but most guys just buy a box for five bucks and go around and try them all. Yeah, okay. And uh, But uh, like I said, that's from eight to five, nine to five, I should say, for all the shooting. Uh, we serve uh, over uh, 1,200 people for fish fry on Friday night and three, uh, five hours. Wow. Hey, speaking of fish fries, my friend Sal mm-hmm. Marchese, him and I don't know if you heard it that week when he was on, him and his uh, two sons went up to this island uh, up in Alaska. What was the name of that town? Kitchka? Ketchka? They're up. Uh, what, okay. What's the name of that? There's Kodiak? a town. No, there's a town named Kitchka that they flew there is, into. There is, yeah. Is that? The, I've you, heard about that. It's pronounced I, right. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Well, anyway, and then you take a boat to this island. He's, this this outfitter owns this island. They got you know mm-hmm. all the rooms and everything there, and they got three big boats, and they go out fishing for halibut and salmon, and they catch these things called rockfish and yellow eyes and that. And uh, well, anyway, he gave me some of the halibut fillets because what they do is. They, uh, I've been up there, yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? They, oh, yeah. they, they flash freeze them, they cryo-pack them, and they mm-hmm. send them back home to you. He got like, I think he had sent home 140, 160 pounds of fish. Right? Mm-hmm. So he gave, gave me some of the fillets of the halibut and the salmon. Well, the next day, I had to try one of those salmon because this was the darkest red salmon. I mean, it's not like the salmon out of Lake Michigan. Yeah. I mean, it's a different. It's but very, they were there when? July? Just uh, yeah, what, three that, weeks ago? That's the sockeye salmon. Oh, is that's that what the those best are? salmon. Uh, to eat. I'll tell you, I'm not kidding you, Randy. I, I'm eat, I, I'm having it that morning for breakfast, right? And all mm-hmm. I did was poach it in some. Uh, well, I think it was just just some lemon water, right? You know, water with a little lemon, poaching it, and then I put a little little salt and a little dill on it, and that's all I did. And I'm telling you, I have never had salmon that good. Mm-hmm. It the was so good, and it was very dark in color, right? Very red, like I mm-hmm. mean, it was. And it was delicious. I've never had anything that good, really. That that was some really good stuff. So. Yeah. And I can't wait to try the hell of it. I gotta have that this week now. So, but anyway, um, so you've been up there too, doing that, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Few, over my years, I've yeah, been up three, four times. Time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was that for the halibut too, or just the salmon? I've done the halibut, sockeye. Mm-hmm. You see, the sockeye. There's different runs, you know, right? Different right. livers. Kings run, sockeyes run in July, yeah. where our cabin is. Um, my partner's got a cabin up there, down in uh, south of King Salmon in Ugashic Lake. Okay. Uh, so I've been there for that, but uh, Dolly Varden's char. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I've also been on in Kodiak, where we uh, we actually jigged uh, link cod. Oh, really? And, um, you know, you get in link cod areas, you get in halibut areas, and then you control the salmon up there, too. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, did you ever uh, fish in one of the rivers for the sure. salmon? Did, have sure. Have you, you ever seen the grizzly bears by you? Oh, yeah. Them? Really, yeah? Just sit there 200 yards away, and they're usually, as long as you don't bother them. I mean, <laughs> leave them have the best spot. Yeah, and if they want your fish, give it yeah. to them. <laughs> but a lot of the two-year-olds would come steal our, uh, our the two or three-year-olds that just got kicked away from mom. Yeah. They had this one that used to come in our boat. What? Because we'd be on shore. We'd boat oh, over okay, there, go okay. to shore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd be over there all day, so don't keep any fish the first four or five hours because the bears would just come in and grab it and take yeah. it, grab it and take it. And we used to kind of leave them out there for them. Okay. Just see them come out. And then if they didn't come out, the fox would come out and take it. The fox would come six, seven feet from you and just grab it. Really? They're not afraid of you. Wow. I, I, I'm sorry, but I... I... I would be awful nervous with grizzly bears all around me. Would you feel a little 
nervous, uh, yeah. Greg? Yeah, I, I would too. I, I, I there was a this, yeah, this, I, there was a ten footer, which is a big bear, not a huge, but a big bear. Oh, that's that's pretty big. He's sitting down <laughs> on this sandbar, and we'd be there every day. He had the best spot. He was the big male, and he would just sit there and eat for an hour or two. I need to go back to the sandbar where the sand was, lay on his back, and just sit there. He'd sleep for like two hours, and you hear him moaning. Really? Then he'd get up, and he'd eat some more. He was so fat, he couldn't even walk. Wow. And but I just, bet you if he want, if he And he, he just really, sat there every day and ate. I bet you if he got really ticked off at oh, something, sure. he would like do that 40 yeah, No one challenged him. No, no. <laughs> but he just sat there. He's by 100 yards from us. Really? Only one time did we have a fly guy. He let a salmon get down below the rapids, kind of going towards him, mm-hmm. and uh, it had like 150 yards of line out, and he just snatched it. Yeah. <laughs> Gone. That was it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, that, that would be nerve-wracking. That would, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably an awesome sight But there were so many salmon running. Yeah. It wasn't like they were out searching for him. No. I mean, you could, honestly, when the sockeye run, I'm going to be honest with you, if you cast 10 times, you're snagging eight of the fish. Really? Because you can't get your lure through the water. Oh, it's just so you could probably bend down and grab them sometimes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was fifty yards across to the other side of the river. Yeah. It was just pure salmon. Wow. And they just kept, they were going into a big lake. We were fishing yeah. in the lake, and then they go up a stream on the other side of the lake. So they're still pretty. Sl- they're still pretty fresh. They're sober. Wow. It's yeah. amazing. But that, that is just amazing. Um, I had a number of things written down, but what I wanted to do right now. I have here, where is it? In my hot little fingers, I have a certificate for a free one-year subscription to the Badger Sportsman magazine. And I'm not going to make you, you know, somebody call and answer a stupid question. Uh, We're going to take Aaron Rodgers' number. What is he, number 12, right? (laughs) Like we don't know that. The 12th caller at 799-1250, the 12th caller will win. I'll send it right out to you, and I won't forget this time, you know, like I did last week. Uh, One-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. All right? So you got uh, till our next break, the 12th caller. That was, I don't know who that was. That was number one. But you're going to have to figure that out, Greg, all right? All right, Greg, Greg's all enthused over there. <laughs> 12th caller. But anyway, okay, yeah, the 12th caller, you get that one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. Yeah, those guys were in the studio a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or actually just the one guy, Chris Carnes. Okay. Uh, the owner, Art, Art Dumpke, he uh, he was busy doing owner things. So whatever that was. I forgot to tell you, yeah. Camp Chef Larry Smith will be in on Saturday morning doing about six or seven shows. We've done some shots. Of- oh, you mean uh, the Shotgun Chef? Yeah, Shotgun Chef. And uh, he's going to be Saturday morning at Fall Fest. Yeah, nine o'clock to twelve o'clock. He's, and he's going to uh, be doing a bunch of them in a row to play at later. Free dates. food, giving it out. Now Larry says he's supposed to be there too. We'll see. We'll see if he shows up. Yep. But oh, the shotgun chef. He's, you know, he's he's so unprofessional. He's funny. That's what makes him. That's what yeah. makes him fun to watch. Good cook. Yeah, he, he's like. But I mean, when I say unprofessional, I mean TV wise. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, like when when you were on with him, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> it's like why are you don't. I mean, even my wife, who she doesn't like fishing shows, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, she's just not into that kind of stuff, right? Hunting and fishing and football. 
I don't know why the heck I married her sometimes. <laughs> She's not into any of that. But anyway, I was just joking. Anyway, but she enjoys watching mm -hmm. the shotgun. When he, I say, Debbie, Shotgun Chef is on. Oh, she's got to watch him because she thinks he's hilarious. And, yep. and, and then some of the stuff he cooks, she likes. Oh. She wants to try. and uh, Bring her up. But then she'll laugh at it when, like that one time he had the pre-cooked ribs. Mm -hmm. And all he did was heat them up. That was the <laughs> That was his tip of the week. That was the shotgun chef. I'm going to take these ribs out of the package. I'm going to put them in the oven for about 10, 15 minutes, get them nice and warm, and there they are. They're done. It's just hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, anyway. So he's going to be up there, too. That's great. Mm -hmm. that, I'll tell you what. I think that would be enough for enough. I mean, that would be a reason to just to go up and see right. that. You know, but He'll be there, I think, till noon. Yeah. He's doing like seven or eight yeah, different cuts. Right. Yeah. Shows. Well, that's good that you can he can do a bunch of them and then mm -hmm. play them later on. He doesn't have to worry about it for a month. It's know? too hard. To, he likes to do it up there. A lot of room. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. A lot of room. When he does do, oh, did you forget? A, did you get a winner? We do have a winner. So if you are on hold, we apologize. You will not be the winner. Okay. In this so contest. you got the, so <laughs> we do. We have a winner. Gabriel Gonzalez is oh, the winner. Right. Well, good. Gabriel, I'll be sending that out to you, and then all you got to do is fill it out and mail it to Badger Sportsman Magazine, and you're all set. Congratulations. I hope you enjoy the magazine. And and I think this is in the middle of the issue time, so what they'll do is they'll probably send you the last issue sure. and until you get until the new one comes out comes because it comes out every two months. So that's how they'll do that. Hey, we got to take another break. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. We are on 1250 AM or 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, we are back. I am Tommy the True Newbauer. Going solo without Danny Bush today. He's taking care of business up in Green Bay. But helping me out today is Randy Belko from Midwestern Shooter Supply up there in beautiful Lomira, Wisconsin. And How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like I was saying that, uh, was it last week? Absolutely. <laughs> I was driving Greg and Bushy nuts, especially Greg. I kept saying it. You it, think Bushy's, it was more you, Bushy than, than me. Yeah, I was you think Bushy's listening? No, no, he ain't up yet, is he? Well, he no, he's probably up. He's he's got some important stuff to mm -hmm. do, so he probably is not listening. You know, it's funny up in Green Bay. Sometimes you get the signal, sometimes you right. don't. It depends on the weather, you know. So it all it's all weird about how those radios. It still amazes me how radio signals, TV signals, all that stuff just bounces through the air and you pick it up wherever. It, it's mm -hmm. just amazing to me. Yeah, <laughs> last week, uh, Tom thought he was Rocky. We had a caller named Rocky, uh -huh. and when and when uh, Bushy asked him a question, I said, you should have said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't laugh at that. That's, then, not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> no. And then I kept saying it and just driving the two of them nuts, which I have to do every now and then because they drive me nuts a lot of times, too. Mm -hmm. So I have to just give it back a little bit. But I'm not going to start hollering at Greg like uh, some people <laughs> at the station. That, we, you know, we, you know, it's funny. Like me, me and Bushy, we, we'll, we'll disagree on some things, you know, in fishing wise or whatever. But it's a matter of opinion, which mm -hmm. is fine, you yeah. know. And we just voice our opinion, and that's it. You know, it no need to get mad at a person for their opinion. You know, because, what, yeah. No, I'm just saying when Tom, Tom and Bushy, they, uh, 
they get into a disagreement, Bushy just brings up this. You show me one of those 20-inch crappies, I said, I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> and, you know, and I told those guys, you know, that, see, he takes that out of context. Because mm-hmm. I, I was telling it to this one person at a sports show. He was, <laughs> the guy's telling me, oh, I got all these 20-inch crappies I catch. And I, and I, and I just couldn't yeah, take no. it anymore. He was such a BSer. And I told him that. Show me one of those, and I'll give you $1,000. Well, I heard I'll, it. I'll never see one, right? Well, they keep playing that, and I said, you know, if somebody ever comes up here with a 20-inch crappie, I said, you guys will be paying it, not me. <laughs> They'll bring it from Florida if they do. Yeah, yeah, someplace down south. Uh, who do we got? Greg? We have Keith from Wauwatosa. All right. Hey, good morning, Keith. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing, Tom good. and Randy? Good. What, what's um, on your mind? Well, I have a question. My dad passed away last year. I'm sorry to hear that. Person. Well, thank you. Uh uh, but he was 86, and he lived a good life. So. Good, good. But he, good. Um, he had been trying to encourage me or tell me about a pistol that was some easily concealed into a purse with a, a proper, you know, permitting, of course. But um, And I think he said it was a three eighty. Does that make sense? And, and I don't remember what brand it was, but it could be fitted with a laser sight. Yeah, and, there's, actually, uh, there's actually a lot of three eighties out there, Smith & Wesson, Bodyguard, and LCP. Uh, they can all put lasers on them. And then there's a lot of purses out there. There's a company called uh, Gun Totin' Mamas. I'm actually out of the purses right now, but you can get them online too. Uh, Gun Totin' Mamas, they have a thousand purses to choose from for your wife. Uh, and they have men's bags too. Uh, but uh, which, which one carries a little more power to it? Well, you mean the 380 or the 9mm? Uh, well, yeah, between the two. What would might you recommend, and, and what brand would you recommend? Or are you by are you kind of not able to make a recommendation? No, no, no. I am. Uh, I guess it depends. Is this for your you or your wife? <laughs> my wife and maybe my daughters. Then I'd want them to come on up and shoot in the range, so we can see what they can kind of handle. Yeah, I would okay. kind of probably yeah. it would be easier for them. Have they ever shot a, a pistol before? I have a daughter who has. They both shot. They both use shotguns or. Shot a shotgun. I wouldn't say used, but they've shot mm-hmm. a shotgun uh, in a in a kind of a clay pigeon situation. Yeah. Well. Um, well. On the 18th, we got the 18th, 19th. They can shoot for free and try everything. Uh, but if they come up on some night, uh, Monday nights, Friday nights, I'm always there till eight. Uh, we take them in the range, and what we do is we have a rental program. So you can just pick out all the guns you want to try. We can go from 380 to nine millimeters to revolvers. And uh, we can kind of determine what what best fits them. You know, okay. I I would recommend something, Keith. Uh, if your wife or yeah. daughter has never shot a handgun before, whether it re- be a revolver or a semi-automatic pistol, what I'd right. recommend is let them fire a twenty-two first, so that they get kind of accustomed to the noise. It doesn't have a big recoil. You know, I mean, right. it's real easy, you know, for them. And just so that they get accustomed to what's going to happen, that when they go up to the 380 or the 9 millimeter, it's going to be more of a, a little bit louder noise, a little bit more recoil. But at least it, it gets them used to it so they're not flinching. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah that's good. And, that's and, good uh, recommendation. And like I said, what, what, over at Randy's place at Midwestern, they, they can do that. They've got those different guns that you can try, you know. They can start off with a twenty two and then work their way up to a three eighty. They can see if they like the semi-automatic or if they like the revolver better, you know. Uh, yeah. And those pistol pack and mama purses, 
They got like gun special mama. gun toting mama. That's it, gun toting mama. They got a like a special compartment right. in each purse for the for the for the handgun. There's a way for a lady to carry a purse for self protection. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know. it's a special yeah, it's a special like compartment deal so that they it they don't have to like fumble and pull it out or whatever. Right. It's real easy to get to and use if they had to use it in a split second. That's what okay. makes them so different, you know. All right. Well, I learned a lot. But you know what? There's another thing I'd there's another thing I'd recommend for your wife and girlfriend. Get them some pepper spray at least. Well, I've already done that. Good, good. They're I've gonna need that. that. Um, and they've taken self defense classes. Uh, good. And I don't I don't want to go overboard because they're very anti. My wife's very anti gun. But, uh, <laughs> so is mine. I've got a house full of shotguns, and I do have a pistol uh, that I was left. Uh, my dad had a. Is it a 38 or 380 uh, Colt military issue? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any any uh, ammunition for it. I'll have ammo. I'll have ammo for it. He's got it now. Now that one's going to kick a little bit. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's okay. That's for me. Well, that's a big that's banger. A, that's a. It's going to. I've, I've shot pistols. Yeah. I've shot pistols. Good. Uh, but uh, okay, thank you very much for letting me ask two questions. You're, you're welcome. Take it easy, Keith. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye now. And if you want to find out, Keith, well, the hours that they're open and all that, all you got to do is go to mwshooters.com. All the information is on there. And if you want to see Randy up there, just call ahead of time and uh, see you know if he's going to be there, if you want to see him personally. Yeah. And he'll take care of you. Who do we got roaming around back here? Is Mike McGivern? Is, what is he doing now? Jeez, he's back. <laughs> he's back there doing stuff. <laughs> anyway, so did you uh, did you agree with that? Start if they've never shot a gun before. Start yeah, with a twenty. They can start with twenty two. You know, just, just... To, so they get used to the bang mm-hmm. and that little bit of a kick. You mm-hmm. know, and then, so it's not so. I mean, if you just right. give somebody and I a, have them all. Yeah, if you just give somebody a nine mil off right. the bat and then bam, you know they whoa they you know they're gonna. I have had eighty year old ladies come in and never shot a pistol and shoot a forty cal and are you kidding? Shoot me? it well, really. Really, and because um, the wolves were, she was walking the dogs, and the wolves were following her up north. And really, yeah. and I said, "Why don't we try a three eighty? No, no, I want a forty. I want. Something I said, "You ever big. shot before? No." She walked right in there. She was eighty years old. Really, and she popped off a clip. She goes, "This is the one I want." I'm like, "Okay, wow." She goes, "But there's all kinds of exemptions like that." <laughs> oh, but I've also had grown men, yeah, where they couldn't shoot a nine millimeter. I mean, they're flinching and yeah, yeah. But uh, the best one was a little 80-year-old lady. Yeah. Well, I, there, there was another thing I was going to tell Keith. Now, like, I know Ruger's got that little 380. Mm-hmm. and But the problem is that you got to get that little extender clip. If you've got a bigger hand, sure, you got to get the clip mm-hmm. that extends down a little bit. Otherwise, your little finger, yep. your pinky finger's got nowhere to go. Yep. You know? And, but it, but it, but it's a... It's a, it's it's not a range gun. No, no, no. And you got to remember that it's for uh, self protection. Right. Three to se- two to seven meters. You know. Yeah, it's just the threat's got to be up. in front of you. Yep. That's and that's right. what people don't understand. They want to take that to the range and shoot fifty rounds. That's no, not no. what that's designed for. No, it's not exactly. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you want you got to figure that everything's going to be like ten feet or less. Right. right. It's going to be right in front the of threat's you. Threat's got to be in front of you. And uh, that's the only. And time. know your target. Yeah. And you really and at that close of a range, it, it's it's not so much aiming it's a lot of pointing right in the, right. Right, right in the middle well, you know being so. consistent being yeah. trained to do practice yeah, and, what you practice well exactly you know what you need what you need and that's why you have 
Uh, how many is it? Eight lanes. I got five lanes. Five lanes. A five lane range mm-hmm. for people to practice. We have twenty five yards, and uh, I'll tell you the honest truth: ninety percent of the people shoot for seven yards in. They don't even use the last twenty yards. That's what I was doing. Yeah. When, when I was up there, mm-hmm. I had it maybe. Yeah, it was about twenty feet away, maybe, maybe twenty feet. I think if someone's shooting at you at twenty-five yards with a pistol, oh, you got a better chance just to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, and, and actually, uh, at, you know, yeah, everybody thinks they got to shoot all the way to the end. Right? No, 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 no. That's not what you're going to use it for. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're now if you've got a one of those uh, uh, match. 22 long barrel pistols oh sure oh, that's different yeah yep. then you want to be shooting the distance mm-hmm. see how good you are you know see what you can do with it you know yep. and you know i just read an article uh i don't know it was a week or two ago about how you getting a 22 let's say for some women to carry like if they don't want to use the, the mm-hmm. bigger guns that a 22 is better than nothing right you know and it'll do damage mm-hmm. it'll definitely do damage mm-hmm. uh what do you think about 22 mag it's even better. Yeah, it's even Any, better. You just keep going up. It's just a little bit better, a yeah, little, little bit better. A little, yep. little bit better, yeah. Problem with the right. twenty-two mags, the price jumps up too high. Oh, I know. Isn't Not with the a, ammo for the gun. No, yeah, I know, for the gun. And it's a lot of times only a five-shot, right? Or is it always six? Ah, uh, there's a couple different ones. Yeah, a couple But they go up higher than that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they do. Anyway, we got to go to one more break, folks. Ain't that right. Okay. Uh, does Mike... Two more breaks, I know, but uh, does... Uh, Mike, yes. Mike has a live show right he after does. us, right? What is that, the Home Improvement Show? Nair, the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show. Yeah, that's right after us at 8 o'clock, so stay tuned for that, folks. Well, we are coming to you from the Bait Made Fish Attracted Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Stay tuned for more here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. We'll be right back. This is us. Sometimes I feel like I'm born under a bad side. You remember this one from Cream? That's uh, bringing back some oldies. <laughs> Eric, uh, was it? Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and Jack Bruce. Three guys that there's great music. You know, uh-huh. it's like uh, you know they just three guys: a bass, a guitar, and a drum. That was it. That's all they needed. <laughs> it's amazing what. Just three guys can do, you know. But anyway, uh, we're with Randy Belko of Midwestern Shooter Supply up there in Lomira. Now, it's easy to get to, to your place, right? Yep. It's right up 41. Right up 41 and uh, Highway 67. Right. And, and you'll see all the tents and yeah. you'll see everything oh, here for Fall Fest. Goodness. Big deer out front. Yeah, Fall Fest in two weeks. Yeah, you got that big deer out front. Mm-hmm. You can't miss it when you go up there. Yep. And you see it all the time, Greg, right? When yeah, you there's no way you can way. miss it. No, it's, it's, no on way. The, it's on the right-hand side as you're yep. going north. Or on your left hand side as you're coming south, right? <laughs> you know, whatever. And uh, and and you know, a lot of people they, they they think of Midwestern Shooter Supply because you got the word shooter in it. That mm-hmm. it's just you know reloading equipment, which of course you're the biggest in the state with that, and firearms. And they forget they forget that you got a lot of hunting clothing and boots, yep. and you Bowling, got archery, boots. and uh, and and uh, uh, fishing stuff. I mean, and you carry good stuff too. Yeah, I'll put my sa- I'll put my salmon fishing up against anybody. Yeah, and my walleye, all my there's a big troll up there. I mean, everybody trolls. They troll walleyes. They yeah. troll. It's it is changing. They are yeah. going more into jigging the walleyes and yeah. Winnebago and stuff. And uh, 
in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But right now, the trolls on all three places. Great fishing going on right now. Yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Tell us well, Winnebago, if you want to catch sixteen to nineteen inch walleye, they're a month late. I mean, they weren't there for the tournaments, yeah. but they're there right now. And yeah. you go to Long Point, or you go to Butamore and Sunset Point. Uh, just get out the flicker. Just about anywhere. Just get out the flicker sheds. We're gonna run flicker sheds at Fall Fest. Yeah. For two days only. Yeah. One ninety nine. Get out of here. I'm not lying. Take as many as you want. I got thousands. God, I gotta come up just for one ninety nine. Number five flicker sheds, not the sevens. Number five yeah. flicker sheds. One ninety nine. Take as many as you want. But that that, that is unbelievable. But that bait right now up there, guys are just like they're done in an hour. You know. They're throwing they're throwing harnesses up in Green Bay, yeah, and uh, they're catching some big walleyes up there, and it's hit and miss with the wind right now. And the same thing with salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the salmon fishing's been phenomenal. Uh, maybe the big kings aren't there like right now, like kind of that August time frame, but they'll come. Mm-hmm. But we've had such a great spring. We have, yeah. It's I mean, been a- who knew cohos were going to stay till July? <laughs> you know, catch as many as you want. Yeah. So catch as many as you want walleyes on Winnebago. Now, right now, it, they're now, hammering now, them. Now, does it matter if you're on a reef or you're on a flat or on a weed line? I mean, I tell you what, it's a little. Everywhere? I got guys coming in telling me they're they're on Long Point jigging them, they're trolling them on Long Point, and then I got guys just go out in the mud. Yeah, yeah. You know, go out in eighteen feet. You yeah. know, instead of putting them thirty yeah. feet back, they're going up to number sevens and they're running them ninety five back. Larry Smith had a show on the Larry Smith Outdoor Show a couple weeks ago where he. Started, uh, oh God, on the river system. He I he's always in Oshkosh. Usually, but, well, no, well, he no? started like in Poygan, I think uh-huh. it was, and they've caught fish there in some areas. Then he was in Butamore, caught mm-hmm. fish there. Then he was in the river, caught fish there. Then he was out on the lake and caught. Yeah. Every place they went, they were catching fish all the way along that right. whole system. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, it right, but and even in and in the cane. It but just this is usually what happens in June. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just it's just late this year because yeah. the water was high. The fish stayed up, and they're down right now, and they are great fishing. Yeah. Well, that and, and the perch are in. I right was just now. gonna say, uh, what what size have you been hearing at, on average? I got some buddies that have had some 11s or 14s. Yeah. But, but generally, not locking, as many. Yeah. Generally, you're lo- looking at like nine to eleven, nine, ten inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which are dandy perch. Because mm-hmm. the, the the ones on Winnebago, have you noticed how they always have that hump on their back? Like you know what I mean? Well, there was that class that, oh. uh, and the walleyes had it too. Where Did they? something happened, they grew too fast. The biology yeah. and like it looked like a broken back. Yeah, almost. Yeah. And that was one class. Yeah, it was like right behind their head. They had a like, right. little hump. Right. I remember when I was catching them that one year, and it was like, God, these. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are thick fish. Yeah, it was like a year's class. Yeah, yeah. and they had that like home, and I said, wow, these are big. The biologists up there kind of know a little bit about that. Yeah, okay. There's nothing wrong with the fish. No, no, there's nothing wrong with them. No, no, no. So now they're back to normal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and Winnebago, got to remind everybody, there is no size limit. Right. And it's a five fish per day per person limit, Mm -hmm. but no size limit. But you know, that's a personal thing. I'm like, hey, let's let's wait till they get to 15 inches, you know? Wait till they get up. Can't there Can't keep a little the bit. 12s, 13s just because they're as big as a perch. Yeah. I, I hear I, that all I, the time. I think some people keep them like if they're if let to fill out their limit before right. they're going home. Well, right. you know, I just need one more. Oh, it's a 13 inch. Okay, I'll keep that. Let's go. You know, you know they'll they'll do that. You know, but I wish you'd go to a three fish limit. Do you? But yeah, but there's so many millions of fish in that lake. Tell you what, look at all well, the tournaments where 300 boats, 150 people zeroed. Is that right? Oh yeah, the tournaments are tough this year. 
Well, Green I, Bay, I, same thing. But you know what? I did hear that, that the tournament on Winnebago, a couple of those tournaments were tough. For the yeah. people that have been around Winnebago for fi- in Green Bay for 15, 20 years, yeah. we all feel the fishing's kind of slipping a little bit. Yeah. You know, the sizes went down. You know, well, well, maybe they need to, but we need to think just about it. Conservation. Yeah, maybe. You know, the other thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize the, the great bass fishing that's in Winnebago, mm-hmm. smallmouth oh, yeah. and largemouth. Oh, yeah. And you, when, you, when you say smallmouth and largemouth on Winnebago, you say, what, are you crazy? Smallmouth and largemouth? And bluegills? Yep. And crappies? Yep. But you know what's weird? In the springtime, in uh, end of April, roughly beginning of May, first week, right now, it depends on the weather, okay? But I like to go up to Asylum Bay. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I don't want to give out any secrets here now. No, it's not a secret. I know. There's special channels. I tell everybody there. everything. Oh, stop it now. You're that's giving away I, all my secrets. That's now. what I you get paid be, for. Yeah, you can't be telling people those hot spots. <laughs> no, anyway, there's these special uh, man-made channels in Asylum Bay at the south end. And uh, in the spring, it's like the crop. The walleyes will be in there first. Mm-hmm. Walleyes will be in there first. Now, that's a little bit earlier in April. And then the then the crappies come in, and they'll be in there for about a week or so, and then the bluegills and bass will be in. And I'm telling you, you, you when you when I tell people, yeah, I'm going to go up to Winnebago, oh, going walleye fishing, perch fishing. No, I'm going bass and bluegill fishing. They right. Go. But you know what's weird? After those fish leave, like the the big bluegills and crappies and all that, I can't find them again. They go out into that lake somewhere, mm-hmm. and I have no clue where they went. It's like anything, that lake, I, that lake will shut down. It's like now you can go into some of the sloughs and areas and catch a bluegill here and there, you know. The the largemouth, yeah, they'll still be in the shallows, you know. The the smallmouth will be in the rocky, uh, at, you know, shorelines and all that. Oh, okay, you can catch those. But those darn nice bluegills and crappies, once the summer hits and they leave those shallow mm-hmm. areas, it's like where the heck did they go? The weed edges and stuff. Well, and they're there Then you got to wait for ice fishing. But I, but I can never find them. You know. Yep. I mean, it's like, oh, it just drives me nuts. So Cause, I, because so there's no structure. Yeah, because you know. So you know what I did? I stopped looking for them <laughs> in the summer. I just go after them in the spring, and that's it. Yep. Screw it. And you can catch so many large. You can catch a hundred copies up there a day oh, oh, in the spring, oh, and, ca- and go fishing. And it gets tougher. But yeah. this fall, they'll come back. Yeah. And the schools of big white bass? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, they you... just weren't there. They didn't come yeah. down this year like where you go out and catch 300 and yeah. fill five-gallon buckets. Right. And We actually have people come to the store Yeah. because they got greedy and said, hey, do you guys want some white bass? <laughs> they like, don't want to clean are they them cleaned? all. Well, then why'd you keep them? Yeah. You know, but they, they'll give you a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. You know, because they got three more five-gallon buckets. They got to clean you. Yeah. It's amazing, and the size of them. They, you know, they, they, you can get it. You get in a school, and you know what's really cool is you can be going along in a bay someplace, or just out on the lake, and all you'll just see like shad jumping out of the water like crazy, and you'll see spoils and in in a, in a big area. You know, I mean, they're just going nuts, and you go in there, you literally throw anything in. There. And a lot of people that don't like to eat white bass because they think they're like a little muddy or it gets oh, warm weather. No, when you catch them all. Start getting clean water and wring them like clothing. Yeah. And then the milk will come out, yeah. put them in a clean. Do that two, three times. Yeah. It'll taste just like a walleye. You know, the other thing, too, uh, that I've, I've done in the past with the white bass, well, you got to take out the little brown line, mm-hmm. okay, that's in there. Tell you the truth, floor. I don't take that out either. You don't? No, because that water ringing okay. will take all that blood stuff yeah. out. It'll ring, it'll yeah. clean it really? out. Well, I, I personally, I do take it out. But what I've always done with them is I just put them in a... a, a it's a half milk, half water, salt and salt mixture. Mm-hmm. I just put them in there overnight, and it seems to 
I add mean, a little, and add a little vinegar, yeah. and then rinse oh, them. Oh yeah, and you know, here's the thing too: is like people don't realize. Don't put them in your live well. Mm-hmm. If only if your live well has ice in it. Right. If your live well has ice in it. Fine, put them in there, but just put them in the water because they're going to die pretty quick. If you don't, in another tip is, yeah, especially if you're clean, clean with a fillet knife, mm-hmm. just take the five gallon bucket, put it in your freezer for a half hour. Oh yeah, it makes it take easier. Take ten to clean. out at a time. Yeah, and just keep doing that, and you won't have that problem. Yeah. I don't think people got a big enough freezer for a five-gallon. Bu- oh, yeah, big chest freezer. Oh, yeah. yeah. My my wife has a big chest freezer. There ain't enough room for it. I can't do Buy that. Buy another one. I, I got. Yeah, I know. That's what every, But, no, here's a. You know what I did, Randy? I bought a refrigerator for my man cave. Mm-hmm. I figure, okay, the freezer is going to be for, like, pheasant and duck and fish and things like that, venison. And then the lower part going to be for beer, worms, leeches, <laughs> like that, right? Right. It was there maybe a month. And she My, killed that she's too. She's putting stuff in there like crazy. Oh, I got so mad one time. I, I was out pheasant hunting. I brought back, and my friend didn't want his three pheasants, and I had three, and we'd already cleaned them, right? Okay, so I brought them back, and I was going to put them in my free. There was no room for them. Oh, did I get upset. Oh, I was I was putting her stuff on the basement steps. Well, hopefully my wife ain't <laughs> lifting, listening, because when, when she travels, yeah, I clean. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. You start getting rid of stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. She doesn't even notice. She doesn't? No. No? My... She, just, she just loves to stick stuff in that refrigerator. I'm like, I'm done. Gone. Yeah. Why do we need to refrigerate soda or something you're not going to use for three weeks? <laughs> yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. I don't, well, like with soda, I only put so many in there, mm-hmm. you know? Like right. You, you exactly. So many, you know? I mean, and then I just put them in every couple of days, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I need. I don't put, like, 24 packs right. in there. But j- hey, but yeah, yeah. I just want to take one more thing. Thanks yeah. for having me down. Well, listen. Thanks for coming in. I do appreciate it. You got Fall Fest coming up mm-hmm. uh, in two weeks. What's the date on that again? The eighteenth and nineteenth. Eighteenth and nineteenth. All kinds of stuff. Eight and, o'clock to midnight. Yeah, and there's like a it's like a big rummage sale too. Ru- Get there early. We have rummage sale stuff for sale. You can come sell if you want. Yeah, just call me and uh, we'll give you a table. Sell all your old hunting gear, fishing gear, anything yeah. you want to sell. Sign up. Yeah, it's, it's twenty. It's thirty bucks for two days. If you only want to come one day, it's twenty bucks. We pull you in, we give you a trailer, pickup spot, whatever you want, bring your own tables. Uh, but it is a, it is really a community. We have the FFA selling food. Right. You know, the church is selling pie and ice cream, and the FFA is doing everybody's the got something going. The fire department's got they're, something going. Nah, on. they're doing the beer. They're doing the beer. Yeah. Well, you those fire guys, by golly, yep. I'm surprised you're not doing some kind of food too. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all. We got it all divided up. Every yeah, every organization something. gets something, and they yeah. don't intertwine oh that's good of course they all want to sell water but we don't yeah. let them but that <laughs> wait a minute what well you always you make your all your money on water oh is that <laughs> Think about it. you're buying cases for a dollar 99 everybody charges you a buck yeah that's that's true. the best profit margin out there that is fantastic it's like coffee at gas mm-hmm. stations <laughs> it's wonderful hey you're letting out too many secrets yep all right randy belko from midwestern shooter supply up in lomira go to mwshooters.com look up look it up for more information on fall fest on august 18th mm-hmm. and 19th you don't want to miss it it's going to be a lot of fun randy thanks for coming in i appreciate it all right we'll see you folks and right after this commercial break on 105.7 fm the fan it's the final Welcome back, folks. As the song says, it is the final countdown. Last commercial of the show. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Mike McGivern and his Nary Home Improvement Show. A uh, couple of things. You know, 
Randy, I was telling Greg off the air, Randy's a good interview. You know why? Because he's got a lot of good information and he knows a lot of stuff. Uh, we talked about the walleyes and the salmon and different in Winnebago and all that. But uh, I got to tell you that uh, bass fishing is doing really good on a lot of the lakes, though. It's like if you just go, let's say the weed line's at 12 feet, you want to be in there about 8, 9, 10 feet. Just inside the weed line. A lot of times those bass, they're sitting just inside those weeds looking for other stuff to come out or crayfish are moving up there, whatever it is. But a couple of things we got to talk about. One of the things that uh, a lot of people were worry, are worried about at times, over the years I've heard this, that they, you, you've heard that old expression, if the fish can see, no, if you can see the fish, the fish can see you. You've heard that before, right? Have you heard that? Right? Yep. Oh, yep. Well, you know what? That's not true. That is not true because the fish have what's called a window to the world. The shallower the water, the less they see out. The deeper the water, the more they see out. In other words, if a fish is in, let's say you're looking under a boat dock and you see a bass under that boat dock and it's only about two feet of water, that bass can, yeah, he can see the, the bass can see the bottom of the boat, you know, whatever, but it can't see you moving around up there. Because the angle, when it's looking out, the shallower the water, the less the angle is that they can see out. The deeper the water, the deeper down they are, that angle opens up a lot more and they can see out more. Now, how can you prove this to yourself that I'm not BSing you? How can you prove this? Go in a swimming pool, go down a couple of feet and look up. Okay, you'll see the sky when you look straight up. Look off to the side. And what you will see is the bottom of the swimming pool. You will not see out. You'll see the bottom of the swimming pool. Go deeper in that pool and look straight up. You'll still see the sky. But as you look out on the angles, you can see further out before you start seeing the bottom of the pool again. It's a reflective type thing, okay? So don't always believe that, that if, the, if you can see the fish, the fish can see you. If you're in shallow water and you're looking for bass under docks or in shallow water, Trust me, they're not going to see you personally. They'll see the bottom of the boat and all that. But you know what? Fish see the bottoms of lots of boats. There's boats going through left and right with outboard motors, electric motors. You know, them. They, they see a lot of that stuff. They get acclimated to that. But a lot of times when you're moving around up there, that if they get closer, you know, and they see that movement, well, that's different because that represents danger could be from you know birds or whatever but to them it's not right they don't like that whatever um so you know don't worry about that and and if you're bass fishing i mean or if you want to catch more bass granted the the fish can be either shallow deep or somewhere in between but if you learn how to skip underneath docks man i'm telling you skipping plastic worms jigs and craws whatever underneath docks you're going to catch a lot more bass. You just keep hitting those docks one after another after another, and you will catch fish. So that's one thing, the window to the world. Now, with musky follows, okay? Musky, you, you know, you see the musky, uh, let's say 20 feet from the boat. You see your bucktail coming in, and all, oh, you look behind it, big brown spot coming up behind it. Do you speed up? Do you slow down? What do you do, you know? Well, I have read different articles. Some say to speed up. I don't think I've ever read an article where it says slow down, okay, because a muskie can put on a burst of speed that you can't reel it fast enough. 
that it can't catch it if it wants it. But here's one thing you got to remember. A muskie, when it opens up its mouth, cannot see what's directly in front of it. It's because of where their eyes are, all right? So they're, like, totally blind. When when they decide to, to attack something to eat it, when they open up that mouth, they're basically guessing on where that thing is going to be. And, of course, over the years, they guess pretty damn good, all right? They, they know what, what they're doing because if they didn't, they'd die, right? So the question is, muskies following that bucktail. Here it comes. You see it behind it. Do you speed up? Well, I, and this is my opinion, I like to keep the steady, straight retrieve because that muskie is getting a lock on it, kind of like a, a fighter jet, right, getting a lock on another jet. You know, when it's going at the same <clears throat> speed, it can lock onto it. It knows where it's going. It, it's not... It's not changing anything, all right? You know, and so when that muskie's following that bucktail or whatever lure, it knows where it is. That's why I want to keep the same steady pace that I'm doing because number one, that's what the fish that's what the lure enticed the fish to do in the first place. It attracted its attention. Here it comes. The other thing is I don't want to change anything for that fish. That fish is realizing that, hey man, there's an easy meal. I'm gonna grab it. And if I change that speed. What if I change the speed right at the time it opens its mouth and it's going to grab it? Well, guess what? That muskie just missed that bait, and it was my fault. So I like going at the normal rate of speed, you know, to the boat. And, of course, when you get to the boat, then, you, of course, you got to do your figure eights and all that stuff. And, you know, it's not just figure eights. There's figure O's, too. <laughs> you go around in a circle. But it seems like that change of direction a lot of times on a figure eight will get that fish to jump on it. And one last thing. I got, what, like another minute, minute and a half? Tuning crankbaits. Every now and most crankbaits, when you buy them out of the box, they run pretty, they run straight, right? They're pretty well made. But every now and then you get that crankbait that wants to run off to the left or run off to the right. You're reeling it in, and it's going, and it's like, oh, son of a gun, that's not going straight down, you know, like it should. So you get out your needle nose pliers, and where you tied your line to, there's a little thing, it's either on the lip or it's on the lure itself. You just turn it the opposite direction of the way it's running. So when you turn it that opposite direction, it should make it, you know, run straight. But you know what? If it doesn't run straight and, and you get hung up on something and you break the line and you lose the crankbait, so what? The damn thing never ran straight anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, listen, I've had a great morning. Uh, hopefully next week Danny Bush will be back in the studio with me. Thanks, Greg, for all your help. It's been great. Thanks to Randy Belko from, from Midwestern Shooter Supplies for coming in. Folks, i got to tell you that uh, I had a great morning, and thank you for listening. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. For Danny Bush, Greg Janik, I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Talk to you all next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 